Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK, the nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a one trillion dollar tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk/greattalent to see how you can work, live, and move to the UK. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. No. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special episode of Freeballing. Why is it special? Well, Ed, go ahead and tell them. Well, we're going to be interviewing crew from the short film West Flies the Raven, Sebastian. It is, without a doubt, the hottest short film coming straight out of the UK. And uh, we're not saying that just first. because I was part of the crew, but oh no, that is no, exactly no, no. why we're saying this. So um, I think before we even start the start the episode we have an empty seat here let's fill this some bitch lou come on down Woo! Yeah! thank you very much for coming on to free boarding lou lovely to see you mate lovely to see you lovely to see you Seb. So you're for, all right is, for, it, is seb yeah, okay you too. i think seb's okay seb are you good no i'm I mean, fine we're calling him seb I'm okay fine. oh i'm is that fine okay? yeah sweet we're, we're we're good to go yeah, no, no, we're all good to go. All right. I mean, Lou, welcome. Welcome to Freeballing. It is it is a pleasure to have you here. And I don't know, do you guys just want to jump into it? Do we want to get a little small talk or what's the vibe? I think we can do a little, little bit of small talk, you know, because we've said, we've only said crew of Raven. We've not actually said what Lou was doing. Lou was actually the man, the myth, the legend, the director of photography for West Wales the Raven. Oh my gee. So that's why it looks so clean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just saying that, mate, because you got me on the camera. Oh, dude, no, I, 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 I've seen it and I, oh, fuck, I love it. I love every frame. It is fucking gorgeous. Thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate that, Seb. Cheers. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to toot toot one's own horn, but I've like I've been a part of a few short films because you know I'm a filthy little student. Um, <laughs> but I this is probably the nicest short film that I, I've seen. Like, even though even though Lou is about to tell us the in the ins and outs of the difficulties of directing photography for West Wales the Raven, but we'll we'll get to that later. I think for now, let's let's get to know Lou as a person, as a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, Sebastian, you have a question for us. I do. I do. I do. So, you know, ev we're all filmmakers. We all love telling stories. We all have our own way of going about it. But there was always that one that one thing that made us go, yeah, yeah, that's what I want to do. So was it, Lou, for you, was it a movie? Was it a series? What's what's that thing that made you go, yeah, I can do that? Um, For me, it was, it was a film. And that particular film was uh, the 1978 Superman with Christopher Reeves. Now, I, I know it was 1978. I was born in 1983. So my earliest memory of that, it would have been on normal terrestrial TV at that point. Back in wow. them days, we had four channels, man. <laughs> Fucking four channels. The, the difficulty was real. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> you, you don't know how sport you are these days. But yeah, we had four channels. And I remember my mom um, put it onto the TV. And I'll never forget 
watching that helicopter scene the first time as a child. I mean, you look back on it now and it doesn't look as good, but it's it, it was that moment for me where I just watched him fly up the building, take Lois Lane out first. He saved Lois first because she was falling. Yep. And then he flew up and he grabbed the, uh, the, the helicopter and that was it for me. But... It's it's one of them. I grew up in a I grew up in a very very privileged age of cinema. Like I think the contrast that we've got between cinema today and what I had when I was growing up. You know, I grew up with your Back to the Futures, um, your Jurassic Parks, your oh, Terminators, the Terminators. So mm-hmm. many really really good high end films. I think that's probably why I don't like many new films coming out these days because <laughs> they just don't reach the bar. Yeah. They just don't get mm-hmm. there. They yeah. just don't manage to... to. There's no charm to them. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's mm-hmm. no charm to them. I think it's also probably because we're so spoiled these days as well. It's like, yeah. you know, you've got Netflix and you, you'll sit f- scrolling through Netflix for half hour before you even put a film on. So, you know, back in them days, it was, it was a sacred, sacred experience to go and see a film. And mm-hmm. for me, it was every Saturday. And uh, we used to go every Saturday because my uncle would take us and my uncle would use it as an excuse to have a sleep. <laughs> so there'd be me and like f- seven of my cousins. We'd all go to the cinema. It was at the Beaufort Park. You probably don't know Beaufort I, Park. I, I do Bo- not know Beaufort, Beaufort Park. Park. <laughs> Beaufort Park Cinema was literally down the road from my house. So we'd go in there. My uncle Tony would have a sleep and um, the kids would all watch the film. But that tradition never stopped. As I grew older and I grew into a teenager, I started then going on a exactly the same on a Saturday with my pal George, and like we just used to sneak into films. We, we did you ever go to the Showcase Cinema on Tyburn Road? Ed? I did not. The no. old Showcase I'm a, Cinema. I'm, a, so I'm Solly Hall, born was, and bred. There was two big fucking alleys, one going off to the left, one going off to the right, and if you just stayed in there, you'd never get caught, and yeah. like, they couldn't chuck you out. So we'd watch like three or four films a day. You know, we'd go there and we'd watch three or four films a day. I'll never forget watching uh, two of the f- underage films that I watched there were Judge Dredd with Slo- uh, Sylvester Stallone. Nice. Double uh, whammy. <laughs> I got to see that on the big screen, man. I got to see it on That's the big screen. That's crazy. And then the second one was Event Horizon. And oh, it scared oh. the shit out of me. I love Event Horizon. Anyone, <laughs> it, like, uh, there's, um, there's been an influx of people watching Sunshine recently. Mm. And I'm always on the comment section. If you like sun, if you like sunshine, go watch Event Horizon. Event Horizon's a all it great does, it, all it does is, is add Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, yeah. But it's so cool that you mentioned <laughs> 1978 Superman <clears throat> because me and Sebastian actually did an episode of Freeballing a couple mm. of weeks ago before um, before Christmas. The top ten comic book movie moments and the helicopter scene you just talked about was yep. one of Sebastian's moments. Oh, sweet it, man! Yeah, it, it, it's just such a sick moment. Like the whole. The whole thing, you know, he catches her. It's like, I've got you, miss. It's like, you've got me? Who's got you? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 like, it's crazy. It's 1978, and Christopher Reeve is flying on screen, and it's like, yeah, by today's standards, it doesn't look good. But in that moment, superhero yeah. movies wouldn't be but what they are to, today to like it. To a three- or four-year-old is what, what age I would have been at the time. Mm-hmm. And then with the John Williams soundtrack over the top. Oh, yeah, exactly. Just, there you go. It's one of them, isn't it? You're just, it's, 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 it's lush. Yeah, <laughs> I, I make it. It's, it's one of my personal things. Like when COVID hit and all the cinemas shut down, I like I didn't know what to do with myself. I love going to the cinema, but when Cineworld opened back up, they, when there was no movies to show, what they would start showing was classic movies. Mm. So I went with a friend, and I ended up seeing in cinema 
Back to the Future, Karate Kid, The Dark Knight, Shawshank, yeah, and yeah. Terminator 2. And honestly, I was like, when there's nothing else to show, give me more of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, what get, I'm get seeing the, in cinema now is crap. Get the classics out, man. I saw yeah. Priscilla the other day. I wish I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to move on to the next question. Okay, it's going to yeah. be from me. It's going to be from me, my big man. Uh, so get worried, uh, but not too worried. Um, so you've been working in filmmaking for a while now. But let's just let's just say, you know, when you leave here after the podcast, Netflix is calling, Warner Bros is calling, and it's Lou. We've got all we've got you've got more money than Sin to come be director of photography on a project. Who are who are you telling them to bring on to that project? Um, it's a bit weird really, because like I think every filmmaker has that absolute ambition to have that and like give me the money and let me go off and make a film. But I think by today's standards, like I was saying, I, d I, d I think directors have kind of, like, outside of the indie world, have lost their calling. Yeah. It's it's like they're just managed by studios these days. And I think with that money, with that unlimited access to funds, it, it, it actually creates a block. Mm. And it's, it's just, to me, my mentality's really changed behind it. It's like... I used to think money, 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 and now I don't. Now I think, you know, story, and I want, I want a decent script. I want, you know, I want. I think, I think with an indie film, you've got the heart of it, haven't you? You've yeah. got the heart of the crew. You've mm -hmm. got the heart of the people around you. You know, I, I could imagine. I think that's why the holdovers worked so well recently for me. Yeah, so good. It's it's like any indie film that you watch, you can really see that everybody's wearing the hearts on the sleeve. Yeah. I'll, gi I'll give you an example. A friend of mine. Uh, He's a DP over in um in Los Angeles, Horatio Martinez. Yeah. And he Sebastian, do you know him? <laughs> he's he's just he DP'd a film called uh, Simon, which is about Venezuela. Um and Horatio was the DP on it, and it was absolutely the the whole crew on it, everybody was all Venezuelan. Mm. And they're all like refugees from Venezuela. They've all they, uh, and they they all they all now live in LA. Um, and you can see, you could see them in the film. You could see all that, and they didn't have a massive budget. Mm. They didn't have a massive budget. It was a very tiny budget what they worked with, but what they actually achieved. Like I, I watched the film. I got a private screening of the film quite a while back, and uh, just just hit me on every level. And I was like, I've just started thinking that like it's it's not always about the money. Okay. It's, it's not always about. I still need an answer, though. Uh, who would have <laughs> want to work with? No, so it, let's let's change it for for you. Like okay. I'm, I'm willing to change. Like, give me like a piece of gear. It can be a piece of gear. Uh, like I, what, what, like a camera you want to work with. I mean, you said writer. Make me like pay the big bills for me, mate. Like, like <laughs> I need that jump too, motherfucker. <laughs> I'd rather have like three or four Panelux trucks, man, with fucking lights and grip. I really would. There we that's go. Panelux trucks with lights that's, and that's grip. What I would, that's what I'd much rather have. I'd rather have a van full of lights and you know cream sauces, M40s, M18s. I'd, I'd rather have a van full of that kit. Sebastian likes cream sauce. Yeah, well, I, and I do. I love them, man. But it's it, so yeah. Oh, that's that's. I think that's that's my philosophy on it now. I'm not, I'm not really looking for a budget. I'm looking for a film. Yeah, man. That's so, a that's a nice answer. Yeah. I think uh, you know if we're looking for a film, we're going to give you a lot more about Westwise the Raven when we come back after the break. Is that right, Sebastian? 
hold on just before we go to the break because i feel like there's a there's a small world thing just because you talked about simon um is the director's name diego by any chance you happen to know what the director's name was of that that short should look just should look quickly have a look on imdb yeah we'll allow I mean, it. we do we'll that shit all it. the time that's totally fine it will t- <laughs> um i could just message him and say all right show who uh how quickly will he respond though he, he usually responds to me pretty quick, Horatio does. And it's about time now he'll be up in LA. Uh, Is this the Diego that we know, Sebastian? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Damn. In fact, let me find him. Searching for a name on Simon, like Simon on IMDb. We're going to need, need to fill this time with some uh, elevator music. Hey, Anthony, can you do that for us? Can we get some, can we get some elevator music whilst Lou's working <laughs> yeah, on Yeah, I've got it. <laughs> Anthony just said, fuck you. <laughs> it was Diego. It was Diego. Diego Vicentini? Yeah, yeah. Do you know him? Yeah, I went to film school with him. What the fuck? Wow. <laughs> That's so cool. Wow. That's awesome. It's you know a small world. Like, it's a small I know, world. Have you I seen know, the Ed, film? You're trying to be like, a, you're being a dick with that Horatio Martinez. You know him, but we know the director. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, have you seen it, Seb? Have you seen? The I film? have. Yeah, I, I I did. It was. I really enjoyed it. It was it, really good. It, it's like it, it's such a superb story, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's. I won't mention what happens in the film, but like to, we've spoiled many films on free balling, so by all means, no, I won't because I, I want people to actually watch the film. But the, the the big twist in it, you know, which twist I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah, it's it's like it it really got me, and like yeah. I, I was I was strongly emotional over it. I was like, I didn't see that coming. So yeah. it's it's a great film, and I I I, I suggest I'm not going to ruin it. Go and watch the film; it's oh. brilliant. Well, it's, it's it's always nice to see someone from Nifa being uh, getting some success. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, well yeah. Horatio was in uh, New York Film Academy as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He was in so New he, York. He probably film know. Academy. He probably knows a friend of me and Sebastian. Uh, but we'll yeah, we'll get a, we'll get away from all that. We've got to start talking about Raven. Where yep. we've got we've got some time left for some questions. Uh, so we'll be back right after the break. <laughs> Okay, so just before the break, we were speak. We're, we've just met. Uh, we've just met with uh, Lou. I was almost forgot your name. Then sorry about that, mate. <laughs> Lou, <laughs> Lou, director of photography for Westwise the Raven. Uh, so uh, we learned about his um, his inspiration and his aspirations. But now we want to mm. talk about his work on the magnificent Westwise the Raven. Um, Sebastian, do you have a question so, that you wanted to kick us off with? I I do. Let's uh, let's let's get into the nitty gritty. So, you know. When you're putting together a project, you're putting your, your crew together. It's you know you're kind of reaching out to, to to people, and you get the script and everything. So when you were initially approached by you know Ed Ross and Ben for doing cinematography for this, what what were you thinking? Did, did, did these guys lose their minds? What what was your thought process on it? No, I I mean it's it's one of them like when, when you're doing things, you I think filmmaking's all about. I think a lot of it is about making making something look really big even though behind the scenes you know there's there's a lot of constraints um i think i think you have to make these projects to appear a lot bigger than they are and i, I think we've done that with raven right yeah. and it was so i didn't think i was i didn't think it was crazy at all i thought oh, i love the ambition um you've wanted to work on like when we were doing together alone 
me and you connected through like Norse mythology. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I mean, I'm massively into like historic yeah. as well. So mm. you told me to play Senua's Blade on Xbox. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, so to me, I wasn't I wasn't daunted by it. I wasn't I wasn't like. So I've been I've been instructed to bring the mic closer. Is this better, Anthony? Can you hear me now? <laughs> <laughs> Are we, we're just going to carry yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you, you, yeah. You, uh, you were saying about um, your connection to Raven through your love of history. Yeah, so, you know, I, it, it was one of them. I didn't think anybody was being crazy or overly ambitious. I think I kept saying to Ross, fuck it, let's just do it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, let's, let's go for it. I remember you being that voice on set. Yeah. And, and I, even before set. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't afraid of it. And like, I think with anything like that, you go in with fear and it's, it's, it, it's like, you know, but that fear can kill you and it can put you off and it can, it can stop you dead in your tracks and it can rattle people's nerves and, you know, it can end up turning into something that you didn't env env envision in the first place. But with Raven, I think I got everything that I wanted out of it. Like I got the look, you know, Chris and fucking um, um, what's uh, home guard's name? James. James, Chris and James, both superb on the camera. You know, um, that they looked absolutely amazing on the Your camera. Your mate Rich as Thorgan. Yeah, Rich Richard Grimes as uh, as Thorgan. Um, and then, like the, the good thing was, it's with me, Seb, as well, and Ed. Ed will know this, but I've mm -hmm. got a crew, and my crew are. I'm not going to say they're like my family. They're, but they're more. They're so close to me, and they're so, they're so on the same mission as me. They're so in in bed with what I want to do. So I was able to bring that crew, and everybody was 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 on a par. Mm. Everybody was on, was mm -hmm. was rose above their game, bought an absolute A game. Ben Carrier, fucking superb guy. Oh, he's steady cam, wasn't he? Yeah, but, uh, superb guy on the steady cam. And then we had uh, Ben Walgen, who's my regular first AC. He's been on pretty much every shoot. You're ruining played. our second question. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the second question was meant to be about crew, damn it. Oh, was, oh shit. Oh, Answers shit. have been combined. Our planning has gone to shit. That's all good. That's all good. <laughs> Ask that question now. Ask that question now. <laughs> so, uh, about the crew. About the crew. <laughs> no, so the, the next question we were going to talk about was um, like getting together such an amazing crew for such an ambitious short. And at the end of the day, it is a short. I think for me, the reason we ask that question is because I have never seen a short that has tackled like Norse mythology before. It's always been a series or it's always been a feature. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it, is, it was, it was like, it was almost a fresh, it was always a freshness. I thought we would like, we would get, we were definitely sort of in a bit of a sort of shadow of the market a little bit. Because usually the the like the festival darlings are like the World War movies or the other type of movies, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't like our fucking movie, do they? No, no. We, we had we had two big hulking white guys. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, I think we'll all agree on this. We never made it for the festival circuit. No, though, we didn't. We? No. It was, it was all. I, I don't think you could be tied to the festival circuit. You, you could because you've got to make things <clears> for you. you, you know. You needed to write this for you. Ross needed to direct it for him. I needed to shoot it how I wanted to shoot it. Yeah. So 
it's it, how did that shooting process go for you how did you go how did you take yourself and your team through the shoots of raven well i'll just point out here said but this bastard wouldn't pay for the lenses so i paid for the lenses myself right i'm uh actually i'm uh you can cancel my mic now i'm leaving and you fuck face <laughs> you didn't have my back on it you can't ben you, Keen. so hi ben <laughs> so, yeah uh, uh, look, the, the big conversation that me and ross had from the start was we're shooting this anamorphic and it was like yeah we're going anamorphic with this we don't want to shoot it's very cool we want to shoot it anamorphic um and we didn't just want to go anamorphic we wanted to go vintage anamorphic just to make everybody's mm. life a bit fucking harder um because <laughs> we, we we got a set of cowers have you worked with cowers before seb I haven't. No. Uh, well, these was vintage cameras, man. Like, they was fucking vintage. They were super vintage. We got them off a company mm -hmm. called Media Dog. Uh, they did cut me a good deal on them. Um, but yeah, the, the, those lenses, I think they added so much more aesthetic to uh, Raven mm. that I didn't know would have been there through spherical lenses. So, you know. But then the, the process of shooting it, it was... It was very collaborative, really, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like I, I know Ross had a shot list, but it was more like let's have a look and see see what we think. And then it was kind of we won't make it up on the fly. We 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 had a good idea. There were some we things on the fly. There was a lot of things on the fly, <laughs> but what what film isn't going to have things on the fly? It's yeah. But yeah. it it's. Uh, but it all worked in the end. It all worked absolutely perfectly. You know, yeah. you look at the footage now, and it it, it looks. You know, it, I'm really, really pleased with it. Every time I watch Raven, I like I get more, more and more invigorated. That hopefully someday we can hopefully tell more of the story. Yeah, that yeah. is clearly there. Mm -hmm. Like I've never seen a short end so ambiguously that makes me want to go. Fucking hell, where's where's the rest of it, man? Yeah, <laughs> no, it was. It, I, I mean, what about you, Sebastian? As as only a watcher of Raven, do you get that same feeling? Do you, like, do you watch Raven and think you want to fill in the blanks? You want to go further? I mean, personally, I usually hate an ambiguous ending, but for oh, Raven, I'm shit. making an, an exception because I genuinely, I genuinely want to see more. Like the the action sequences were were phenomenal. The, the performances were great, and it there's it just feels like it's just you're just tapping like the well there's still so much more of that story left to explore so i'm i'm, I'm definitely i'm all for it like just fucking take my money now <laughs> i think the, we we always planned it as a bit of a proof of concept though didn't we i think that sort of happened on the first day for yeah, me yeah. I, like i mean it's it, it's one of them isn't it what yeah. else could you use it for yeah. we knew we mm -hmm. knew no it's not a festival film so i think by natural natural elimination it's like oh, this is a great proof of concept. And I think it's a great proof of concept. I'd love to do the thing on a big budget. Um, if anybody's listening and wants to put some money in, um, I'd love to do the thing on a big Lou budget. Wants his, Lou wants his trucks with his grip gear, if and you're yep. listening. <laughs> <laughs> and the cowers. And the, and the cowers. And these fuckers can pay for it. <laughs> but no. yeah, um, I just want to go back to the crew for a bit because uh, the, the, there is a couple of people that I do want to mention. Yeah, um, by all means. I want to mention mm -hmm. Hannah. Hannah Rawson was fucking absolutely superb production designer. I'll tell you where that girl kept pulling things from. I just do not know. The where set of is. Game of Thrones. Yeah, Our like, Raven was in a cage from Game of Thrones and damn near destroyed the thing. 
was like, <laughs> she just kept bringing things out of nowhere, going, what about this? It was like, oh, yeah, uh, put that bearskin on the wall. You know, it, and like for her to be the way she was, because we needed it, candles in, in the in the Great Hall, and Hannah just comes out with these two great big candle like candlesticks it's like oh do you need these iron candles yes yes we do <laughs> so it, I, I mean it's just it's all things like that with the crew having everybody in sync like that is just phenomenal you know I'll, yeah it makes it even better we won best production design at like the, lo the yeah, lo yeah. Uh, our and, local film festival and Birmingham, we, and we won best stunt fighting best stunts yes yeah, best yes, stunts, stage, which, stage again, fight limited raf and his guys well deserved yeah absolutely well deserved mm -hmm. So well deserved. All the effort and time that they put into, you know, choreographing them fight scenes. Again, like it, it, that's what I mean. We've Especially been... asking people that worked in Birmingham to go all the way to Bournemouth as well. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like I just film the good shit, which that isn't they close do. for anyone in America or around the world. By the way, Birmingham to Bournemouth, you, like even though the UK is like, oh, it's so small, you can fit like two hundred of them in Texas. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> it's a long fucking way. With all that gear and all that people, it's like, it's bullshit. And it's, especially when we're driving home, it was like the worst weather imaginable. I've never seen windscreen wipers move so fast. I thought I was going to die. Like, Dude, Ross. Don't sugarcoat it. Tell us how you really feel. Ross was like <laughs> literally face planting the, like, the windscreen. Meanwhile, Ben was dying in the back. We'll learn more about that. <laughs> I'm like, Ross, you okay, mate? It's like, yeah, I'm just trying to see through. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to see too, mate. <laughs> I'm trying to get home. <laughs> I'm so scared. But uh, Lou, uh, just one more question before you leave. Uh, uh, Sebastian wants to ask this one. Right. So, I mean, we, we kind of talked about uh, a couple different things on set, but he's like, is there one specific moment that stands out to you and just being like, wow, we've got something here. Like, this is this is going to be special. Like, was there anything that just kind of clicked for you? Um. Yeah. And it was, it was actually when it was all going wrong, rather than when it was awesome. all going right. And, it, and when it went fucking wrong, it went wrong. So the last day of shooting, um, we all remember this. Uh, we all, I broke down. Yeah, I think everybody <laughs> was fucking breaking down. Everybody was having a little bit of a meltdown. But uh, David Gant, God bless him. Uh, he comes on to set. He gives a brilliant fucking performance. You know, he's he, he he does it all absolutely word perfectly, and then I can't remember who it was, but somebody just went, "Where's his beard?" It was Jess. It was yeah. the, it was makeup. Yeah, where's his where's his beard? And I'm like, "What the fuck do you mean? Where's his beard?" It's like, then they showed me a still from the day before, and there was like, "Well, he had a beard yesterday," and I'm like, "You're fucking joking me!" A you? great big bushy beard. Yeah, and like. <laughs> So, I mean, D Dave, David, he, he really did come, he, when he didn't have the beard on, and I, I, I don't know what happened, but I, it was kind of like everything started going downhill from that point, didn't it? David, God bless him, he just couldn't get his lines out. No. He knew his lines perfectly, he just couldn't get them out. And Beware the shadow, for no man can fight the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> was just all going wrong like you know me and ross was bickering over angles and going oh let's shoot like this let's shoot it like that well how the fuck are we shooting it and i i think we we was aware of time as well because we had paul um 
Paul was from Liverpool and he was our, one of our makeup guys. He's a fantastic job Paul did. Yeah. Uh, but Paul had to Paul. get back to Liverpool from Bournemouth. Again, said fucking Bournemouth and Liverpool. Bournemouth and Birmingham's far, Liverpool's fucking further. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. to, we had to get him back to Liverpool, which he was going back on a train. So we're all like there going, time is dramatically running out. It, it, like, mm. we, we, we're not going to get this in the can. And then I think we all went outside, didn't we? And we, was we, like, we broke we broke up for lunch. And it was it was kind of like, you know I tell you what, we it was the nicest lunch I've ever had on a film set ever. It was like this like really hearty, warming stew yeah. in the world's shittiest weather. <laughs> like, honestly, like I don't know if it's just like Bournemouth <coughs> Bournemouth is just a magnet for shit weather, but I'm never going back. Even though there's like beaches there for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, let's go to Bournemouth for the beaches. I don't fucking think so um but it was it was like and then just i think ross just went around everyone he would like like all the key heads and me and like just gave it like like a singular pep talk and then we came back on set and everyone just well like, we, we we had to didn't yeah, we? we just nailed it, it. it was we had to do like, what we had to do we, but it just all it, began to just like a well-oiled machine it, it was it mm. was kind of like that it was a make or break moment wasn't it yeah. it was like if we don't fucking pull this together now and get this in the can and do a good job of it we're all going to walk away and we're all going to be really fucked off with ourselves we're really going to be pissed off because we've come before this lunch i was literally in my mind how much money do i need to pull together to get here again yeah. with everyone for a pickup shoot and and Fuck. then just just yeah. like that we we pulled it out of the bag and I think that was the uh, I think that was the big moment for me where I was like mm-hmm. we have got something good here because it was we was fucking knackered as well yeah everybody was it so was the final tired day. everybody it was the last day of the shoot you know we'd done a travel day we'd done long hours um, and to get to that point where we got to like and then we pulled it all back I felt great. Yeah. It was it, it was yeah. it was a wonderful thing to do. So I knew at that point that at the film's lowest point, I knew was the highest point. That's so mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, Lou, nice. thank you for coming on to Free Balling. You're, you've been a fan of the show for a long time, so we hope you watch this episode and the other episodes yeah, and yeah, future episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't be able to watch future episodes. Like you know, bit of a spoiler. We're only going to be filming a few episodes for. Uh, we're going to be releasing these as a bit of a teaser to the release of the short for West Wilds the Raven. So stay tuned yep. for more shorts, more special guests. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. You know where to find us. We'll be all over your Instagrams and all over your social medias. We may or may not be balling freely. Oh, no, yeah, no. We will definitely, definitely be free balling because it's what we do. Yeah. We free ball. I, 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 I did ask Sebastian whether or not we could be boxers for these episodes, but you can't handle this much meat. So we'll see you next time. Join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the script. Uh, I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weekend's calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball.